Hey, Shoujo fans! Welcome to episode 21 of Shoujo Sunday. This week, we'll be discussing episodes 1 and 2 of Blue Spring Ride. Let's dig in. I'm so excited. So we're reviewing Blue Spring Ride, which is also known as Ao Haru Ride by Ayo. It's probably not pronounced like that, but Ayo Sakizaka. And honestly, I'm so excited to get into this story. I feel like post Whisper of the Heart, I was just, I would say Gianna and I were both on like the love tip of, you know what, let's get into more shoujo romance. Mm -hmm. So here is a fun fact, sort of, about the manga that was actually proven wrong by the mangaka. So guys, I am a fan of this Korean group called Shiny. Big, big fan. Um, Shiny 5. I'm like, as stan as a stan could be, I feel like I sort of followed their career from like when they started with Replay until Atlantis. I think that was their latest album that came out before Taemin had to go to the army. But being a fan of Shiny, of course, I'm also in love with Taemin and Taemin is the youngest member of the group. And there was a very long time where I thought, oh, I need to get into Blue Spring Ride because somebody had some rumor to say that the lead character, Code, was based off of Taemin. And I just took that as the gospel truth. I was just like, yes, I love Taemin. Of course, somebody would write about him because he actually has a very big career in Japan and stuff. He goes over there and tours. He has separate music over there. So I'm just like, oh, this is the God's screen truth. This is gospel. Yes, everybody has to be a Taemin now because I'm a Taemin. And if you like this series, you love Taemin too or whatever, right? So, doing research, I actually found out that the mangaka Sakizaka Sensei, I guess, we could sort of call her Sensei, Senpai, <laughs> Madam, I don't know. Anyway, so the mangaka, she said Ko Tanaka was not actually based off of Taemin. So, I was a little sad. But to make myself feel better, I actually had Gianna watch Taemin's What video. So Gianna, what did you think? <laughs> I thought it was really cool. I'm not familiar with Taemin myself. I'm the type of person who finds like four artists that she likes and then I listen to them on repeat until pretty much forever. Um, <laughs> so I thought like firstly, I thought that you meant originally that she based the entire male lead character just off of, off of that music video oh no <laughs> alone because i was like that is an insanely interesting thing to take something so bite-sized and make an entire story around it but it makes way more sense that it's like taman as the artist and not just that video this music video and the persona he had in it yeah i was like i mean i don't know if i can see it but like that's really cool <laughs> yeah yeah see guys like because i just wanted her like because i was so sure i was like Gianna, you have to watch this video, Taemin. Now, I probably could have looked up the time frame and picked a different video to associate with 
the timing of this manga to then send to Gianna, even though we found out that it was not based off of Taemin. But I wanted it to be the want video because that is one of his sexiest videos, okay? <laughs> he, I don't know, like, what he did. I just, the bisexual within me just tingles. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if Taemin ever got with anybody, which I also hope that he does. I'm not one of those fans that, like, he can only be with me because when the, when the hell is he ever going to meet me, child? Anyway, <laughs> I want him to be with somebody, but I feel like if he ever got in a relationship with somebody, if with someone, and let's just say it's like a girl or whatever, but if he got a relationship with a girl, they would just look like a gay couple. <laughs> he is very beautiful. I will say that. Yes. Very, very gorgeous. Just top notch. <laughs> just wow. Like <laughs> magic. Like, you know what? I don't know what God was doing when I was created, but I damn sure know that God was trying his hardest with Taman. <laughs> there is a little something extra in the sauce with Taman. <laughs> yes, yes. But anyway, let's get to <laughs> Blue Spring Ride. Here's our soft serve summary for episode one of Blue Spring Ride. Romance time. We meet meet Futaba Yoshioka, who I guess also meets Ko Tanaka at a shrine while it rains, and he gives her his gym uniform to help drive Futaba off since she was kind of in the rain for a little bit. And then you just kind of see like the sparks are flying. Cupid is there. Cupid is near. And that's like, you could feel, anyway, sorry. So even though Futaba describes him as awkward, she looks like she likes him and he blushes and it looks like he likes her back. Next day, we see him invite her to a clock tower at 7 p.m. sharp. And you just know, guys, when you're watching, you know he's going to confess. So I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. And then during that same day, a noisy, noisy, nosy classmate named Naito is pestering Futaba about her relationship with Tanaka. And she's so tired of Naito just trying to get all up into her business that she point blank says that she hates boys. And this is why she hates boys. And Tanaka, unfortunately, walks out of the classroom and he had overheard just that portion of what she said. And he walks off. So Futaba gets all dressed up. She goes to the clock tower. She waits and waits and waits and Tanaka never shows up. And then we later find out that he actually moved away during the summer. And based off of her feelings, you know that she had a little bit of regret and, you know, she also liked him. But anyway, fast forward to high school. Futaba degrades herself by saying she's in a friendship with her bullies, Asumi and Chie. They don't like girls who display feminine qualities. So Futaba pretends to be gluttonous in order to be friends with them. Because although they complain about other girls getting attention, they don't do anything to better themselves or their personalities to get said attention from men. So during this time, Futaba ends up running into new Ko, which is basically the same old Ko, it's Tanaka. But he goes by the name Mabuchi now. And we find out that his parents divorced and he changed his name to Mabuchi. And we find all of this out at the same shrine where they had met at the beginning of the episode. And it's during that time that he basically says like, oh, well, you said you hate all boys, right? And she says, yes, I hate all boys, but you are different. And then he like looks at her and she looks at him and then he's just like, oh, well, I loved 
you too. And so she's all like blushy and then it looks like he's like into it. And then he proceeds to say that it was all in the past and nothing is the same now. Effectively dampening any rekindling of feelings to happen. When they go to school the next day, Mabuchi defends Futaba from a shopkeeper that was determined to label her as a thief. She runs after him to thank him and he proceeds to read her for filth to say that she's cheap and her friendships are cheap. And that's the episode. So, Gianna, do you have a theme? Okay, so for themes, again, I feel like I said this before in a way earlier episode. Um, sometimes I feel really confident in my themes and sometimes I don't. And uh, tonight I do not. And I might be failing English class tonight, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> So what I gathered the most, I guess, from this episode would be that you can't expect someone to be the same after not having seen them for a long time. Mm, true. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of sad, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I said that things are not how they appear to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As like an overall, guys, this is, there's a lot going on. So do you have sprinkles on top? Because the only thing that I have in sprinkle on top is the opening and ending song. I have like one real sprinkle on top and the other would be like my brief experience with this anime. I guess my little background I have on the anime. Okay, let's go, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember having watched this anime at some point, probably shortly after it came out, but I don't remember much at all about it. Like, I don't remember how it ends at all. Please don't confirm or deny, but for some reason I think it's like sad and unsatisfying and I just, I really hope I'm wrong. But like, all I remember is basically what was presented in this episode that the two leads loved each other like in middle school but lost touch and they both changed a lot in the absence of one another and that makes their compatibility questionable so like I'm basically on par with where I was however many years ago I watched this now yeah see I feel like when it comes to this because I read this illegally before it was licensed okay before it was licensed <laughs> do not come for me no I will not allow it so I can't remember I think it ends positively but then at the same time I don't know but you guys update because you know what this might as well be sprinkle on top <laughs> so remember how I said oh well I ordered made sama manga and like <laughs> I'm going to do a retrospective. Like, when I get the manga, Gianna will get it. And we're going to read it and do a retrospective episode. Guys, it has been six months. But your girl has finally got some. Some. some okay? Some. Some. Six months. <laughs> of the <laughs> six months. But I've just finally got some of the Maid-sama manga. And I think I have all of Blue Spring Ride. That, <laughs> that's insane. Six months and you got some of it. Some of it. Some of it is still missing. And it's just like, I think if I'm going off of Fire Luna, which I guess shout out to you, Fire Luna, and our friend Manga Alerts, I believe that they might be restocking whatever is missing from my Maid-sama collection on December 27th. Okay. Which, I mean, just because they're restocking it doesn't mean I'm going to automatically get it, guys. So right. it might take until the next year for me to have the entire series. <laughs> like, it'll take but... a full 12 months for you to get the rest of it. Like <laughs> A full 12, right, guys? It might be 2023, but by the time we do 
this, it probably will be 2023 when we do the manga retrospective. It'll be just in time for our one year launch anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my God. You know what? Yeah. Maybe we should do that. Maybe that should be the episode <laughs> of our one year anniversary. That would be great. Us doing the manga retrospective. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see, guys. We'll see. Regardless, I got some of May Summer, but I got all of Blue Spring Ride. So depending on how things go, we might do that retrospective a lot sooner if we feel the need to post the end of the final episode and stuff. But very excited. Sprinkle on top. So, yeah. Yeah. I do have an actual sprinkle on top. Okay. So when Futaba and Tanaka, who is now Mabuchi, reunite at the shrine where they met in the rain, there's leaves falling instead of rain. So I interpreted this as the spring rain watering the seeds of their potential romance, but the autumn leaves signaling the changes that they've been through, like the change of season. And since autumn is kind of the death of the life that came, in spring this is perhaps the death of potential romance between two very changed people okay a philosopher giada the philosopher (laughs) what okay you better come through with that reading i wouldn't have thought of that like wow that's great pushing up my blue light glasses (laughs) right okay first of all she's about to be in mensa Y'all got (laughs) that was some deep shit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Especially, I definitely resonated with the part of like the leaves like falling down and blowing away, symbolizing that you know that love went away. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, girl. Yeah. Thank you. I feel so validated right now. So uplifted. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Y'all, y'all, listeners, y'all better give Gianna her flowers. (laughs) I am accepting roses. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She's accepting rose emoticons. Yes, yes. Is it emoticons or uh, emojis? Rose emojis. I think the kids just call them emojis these days. Right. Oh my gosh. Now I'm like old. Y'all. Oh, we're the same age now. (laughs) Can you believe? Can you believe? I'm actually going to be the one that turns 31st. Guys. We're millennials. <laughs> We're millennial. Anyway, yeah. So <laughs> if y'all are cute and y'all are still listening to us, because anyone who listens to us is cute, yes. then when <laughs> this episode comes out, when you're done, please comment on our social media of like this episode with rose emojis. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was a beautiful sprinkle on top. Thank you. A sprinkle on top that I do have, it's actually in relation to the opening and ending song of the anime. Okay. So we have Sakai wa koi ni ochiteru. I wanted to say it right, so I said it slow. (laughs) By Chico with Honeyworks. So that's the opening song. To begin with, I think it's a really well-paced song. I thought it was very cute. Like it was something that I would put on a playlist. And like if I was feeling like listening to some anime music in the car, that would definitely be one that I put on. Yeah. And I just feel like it does a beautiful job to describe the relationship between Futaba and Ko because I believe the direct translation is about the world falling in love. We're Googling (laughs) y'all. We're Googling. The world has fallen in love. There you go. I was close. Yeah. 
And so I like that they are, I mean, maybe it it was just in my spirit after Whisper of the Heart to have like a romance, but Mm. I love that the way that it sort of describes like the relationship, the ups, the downs, the feelings within it all, the teenage feeling. Anyway, I really liked it. I don't know if you have much more to say about the opening. Unfortunately, I did not spend a lot. I know it's like ironic because I'm a musician. I didn't spend a lot of time with the opening and ending music. I was just sort of reacting to the vibe vibes and like watching the animation so unfortunately no it's okay i loved the cat as part of the animation <laughs> i don't remember how the cat like gets woven into the show if it if it does at all but i i loved the cute little kitty <laughs> i mean me i did too y'all know that we like cats on this podcast mm-hmm. whether we can be by them or not oh Yes. Yes. But outside of that, there's also the ending song. So it's called Buru, which is blue, by Fujifa Fabric. And I think that this song, because, you know, anime openings, it's like, oh, they're kind of positive and light. And then the endings are sort of depressing. I feel like this ending song, maybe it's not as depressing as other anime ending songs, but I think that it does a good job in displaying like the thought process of teenagers and the angst that's sort of interwoven with that when you're asking yourself questions and like thinking down on yourself and stuff like that. But then wanting to figure things out, you know, like that whole process, I think it did a good job. Yeah, yeah. And also just just like the mood of the song. I liked that this one was chosen just like based on the sound because like I said, I'm sorry I didn't dig deep guys, but just based on the sound too, I felt like it was a very nice winding down from like the tone and the mood of the show. Just like kind of putting you in a, this is coming to a close now. You can turn this off and pick it up later if you want. Yeah, I really like the mood of it as well. So I think that's all of Sprinkles on Top. Yes. So let's get into Floats Your Boats. Guys, because I was actually experiencing the episode, I really don't have, <laughs> I feel like a lot of my sassiness and my opinions sort of went into the soft serve summary, but I really don't have as many likes, unfortunately. I only have a few. Okay, because like I got two. So I have three. Awesome. (laughs) Okay, great. Okay, cool. We're eye to eye. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So what is one of your floats your boat? I mean, the most obvious one. And I feel like I start with this with a lot of the stuff that we've done recently. The watercolor painting art style is absolutely stunning. It makes the colors pop. It makes the animation pop. I love their color choices and just like the textures on everything is just so beautiful. And my eyes just drawn to look at the entire thing as an art piece and not just like watch the show, which is fine to just like watch the show and experience it, but I'm really taking in everything that's on screen because of the way it's like painted in this watercolor style. Yeah, you know something that I really liked? I didn't put it in my likes, but what I like is from my recollection of when I read this series illegally, I have it legally now, (laughs) don't say anything. (laughs) So my recollection of when I first read it, I was just really happy that the person that did the animation was able to get key points of Saki Saka's sensei's her drawing style. Like the way that she does her character's eyes, I feel like it's so important, which maybe y'all normally wouldn't think about that. But you know, like sometimes when you're taking a manga and making it into an anime, like certain details have to be left out because it it has to be faster paced. You know, all of these things have to move and stuff. But I was so happy that, you know, like Futaba's eyes, Tanaka's eyes, like it's the same, right? Even when it comes to Asumi, the way that Asumi's eyes look. I know that I'm making a big deal out of it, but it's just, 
I'm just happy to see that there are certain things that make Saki Saka different as a mangaka, that they're able to incorporate that into the anime. Yeah, like in any way, transferring a book, whether it's manga or comic book or just a novel into media, like a movie or a show, just seeing those similarities as a fan and as a reader are so important. And I can imagine it's even more important to the author for those things to remain true. Yeah, so that was one of the things I was really happy about. I would say an actual floats your boat that I had was that when we're in the very beginning and we're seeing Tanaka, now Mobuchi and Futaba like talking with each other, it's so easy to see that he liked her. Mm -hmm. It's just so easy. And he seemed so nice. Like, you know, it's just like, wow, like he just seemed so cute and nice. And honestly, I wish that when she was talking to Naoto, because he was trying to get into her business. I mean, and she was also like at a young age. So like sometimes like your feelings just come out in an outburst rather than in a collected manner. Yes. Me as a child. (laughs) Right, right. It's like, I guess in that situation, I wish she had been able to just take the time to think about how she wanted to respond to that and just responded. Or even if she could have just said, it's none of your business, you know? Yeah. I wish that she had done that. And I guess him being able to confess, it was just bungled because of that. And it's like him walking out and seeing that and like looking a certain way, maybe it takes a little more emotional intelligence, but I wish that she'd sort of followed after him to just be like, I don't mean you. You know? Yeah, that probably would have changed a whole lot. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing how easily it was, you were able to tell how much he liked her. I liked that. Yeah. It's so special when there's no questioning it. And it's nice to see it so early in a show, even if it is kind of a flashback kind of thing. Like, it's evident that he cared about her. Yeah. I think when somebody likes you and it, they genuinely like you and they're earnest about it, it really does so much for whoever it is that you like. You guys have no idea. And I mean this for all peoples, okay? People in our community and I guess the regular heads. Heads? Mm-hmm. He- heterosexuals. Yeah. <laughs> straights. The straights. The straights. Guys, that's what I mean. <laughs> the straight folk. <laughs> yeah. I think just in general, if you like somebody and you show how earnest you are about it, I think that it means so much and don't ever just knock it, you know, or think you have to hide your feelings. And I mean, I guess it really just depends on the situation, Mm -hmm. but I'm so for it, y'all. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have another like? Because. (laughs) Yes, I have two. I have two. (laughs) So kind of going off of what you just said, I loved just experiencing how much that rainy day they met held such a powerful place in both of their hearts. Yeah. She's thinking of it as she follows him and is remembering him. And he says it to her when they meet up at the shrine, you know, present day. And it's just evident that they think on that memory, maybe often, maybe occasionally, but it's something embedded deep in like their soul in a way. And I just liked having it presented the way it was. Right. You know, you're able to tell that it was impacted both of them, even with Mabuchi acting the way that he does now, because he like literally led her to the exact spot. Yeah. Yeah. The exact spot that it happened and then made sure to say what he said. So, oh my gosh, it's such a mind fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really <laughs> like, it's like, I'm not that person, but I am that person. And then I was just, I felt bad for her in that moment. I'm just like, girl, like. Yeah. 
Yeah. <sighs> On that note, my last floats your boat is actually that from a storytelling perspective, I think it was an excellent choice to have Tanaka's name change to Mabuchi to really show the transformation that he's made. It's a super tangible way to present to the audience that we're looking at a completely different person now. Yeah, not only is he different, even the way he approaches people is different. But that's not floats your boat. Yeah, his entire attitude has changed. And I'm sure we're going to learn more about why. Right, why? My final floats your boat is that I like the comedic beats in this episode. So when you see like Futaba's like sort of like we're living her life basically and seeing her reactions to things. And so sometimes her reactions to what's being said is literally so funny. Anytime she's beside herself and it's just like we're in another realm and she's in shock and you like see like thunder, you see something else. It's hilarious. I love it. Yeah, especially because it seems like there's some really serious undertones to this show. Yeah. I really like touches in the animation and comedic beats like that that kind of take you out of that and just make you crack a smile. Yeah, I guess we're, we're going to see. Hopefully it won't be as drastic, guys, because it's been a long time since I read it, so I don't really remember. But I'm just hoping that, you know, it's not going to be all peppy, peppy, peppy depression the way that Kageki Shoujo was. Yo, that was kind of rough. <laughs> Love Kageki Shoujo, but my God, that was unexpected. I mean, damn. <laughs> I just did not expect. Like, I'm not saying that we can't get into the serious things, but it's just like... I don't know, maybe I want it to be a slow burn or not that it can't be dark or whatever. I just want to feel prepared when it happens. So yeah, 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 yeah. I love I love getting serious. But you know, sometimes sometimes you just want to relax with an anime. <laughs> right. Sometimes you want to relax. And you know, if I need a trigger warning, I would like a trigger warning. Yes. Crunchyroll. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a trigger warning, y'all, especially for the Kageki Shoujo girls. Yes, I do think there should have been at least a few trigger warnings on that. Yeah, but anyway, so do you have one last like? No, I have banana split. Just one banana split. Okay, I also have a banana split. I wonder if it's the same one. Mine actually touches on something you were going into earlier. Okay. I'm like, maybe don't yell that you hate all boys in front of the boy who's your exception. But however, that still does not give him a reason to stand her up at the festival. Yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah. He could have just been like, don't come anymore. Like, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. It's split because like, I understand he was hurt, but like, absolutely don't stand a girl up. Never, never stand any. Okay. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> PSA. I doubt anybody listening to this is like the type to ghost or stand somebody up, but like literally never do that to a person. It is horrible. I mean, within reason. If it's if it's a safety issue, like for sure. Yeah. But I mean, like if you're just not interested, as we just said, oh. communicate it. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. When it comes to like romantic stuff, yeah. 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 I think like for me, I guess it just depends because it's like, okay, well, I don't think ghosting is good, right? I don't think it's good. I don't think it's right. But if you have already articulated what it is that you feel and these people aren't listening to you and you've done it multiple, like over and over and like they've grossly offended you, they did something to you, they harmed your family, whatever. And I mean, when I say they did something to you, I'm talking about deep, sh like betrayal. Yeah, that's way exception, of course. Yes. So in that regard, it makes sense to me. But outside of that, when I'm talking about the light, light stuff, like, oh, dating and whatever. No, you should 
fucking ghost somebody. I think that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, you should tell people, I'm not interested. And, like, you know what? To be honest, there's really not a way to go about doing that. That's not going to hurt whoever you're talking to's feelings. Mm -hmm. But better for them to know right on than to just be like, things were going great and I never heard from him again. Yeah. (laughs) No reason. Him or her. But yeah. Yeah. Him, her. Them. Them. Yeah. All of us. Everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, everyone. So the banana split that I had is actually about the confession turned rejection scene. Okay. And I was sort of calling him new Kobe. But guys, I guess just because of the fact that, you know, we're part of like the LGBTQIA plus community, I know like it's different because they're definitely like straight, but it's like him going by this new name. I kind of just took it as like, you know, well, it's not the same level, guys, but you know how people have dead names yeah. and they have new names. We're the same brain. I was thinking the same exact thing. Right. And so like for me, I was just like at one point I was like, oh, calling him new co for giggles. And then I was like, let me not do that because... I respect him going by a different last name since he chose that last name or whatever, Mm -hmm. despite the fact. Anyway, that's a different section. (laughs) So I'm glad that Mabuchi was able to say what his feelings were back then. And then to also like realize in that moment that she did actually like him and that he did stand her up, but they liked each other. And then he even went and confessed, I guess, for his past self. But... But I just I guess maybe I'm two ways about him also confessing for his past self, because I feel like if he just said, oh, I had liked you too. Not I loved you. There were feelings there, like something a little more ambiguous. Oh, yeah. A little more ambiguous. I feel like she wouldn't have started crying. And I feel like I understand him rejecting her, though, because like he said, they are very different people. And it's best to like start a relationship. I mean, it's best to just be sort of on equal footing like I know who you are you know who I am and hopefully that came from a friendship if not then you're learning what you like about one another whatever but like I said you're on equal footing it's not I like you for who you used to be and you like me for who I used to be but we aren't those people but we should go out like it doesn't make sense so I understood him also rejecting her in that moment I think I just wish that he was a bit more ambiguous and stuff because to tell her that you loved her and then it's like he gave it to her and then he took it away. Yeah, like I understand where he's coming from with like, we should be on equal footing because we're two different people now. I don't think he should have brought up his previous feelings because that just muddies it. Right. There's preconceived something there, you know? Yeah. On top of that, it's like he knew, he led her to exactly where they were when they were growing up and they first interacted with one another, supposedly. Well, not first interacted, but the first part of the episode. Yeah. And he made it a point to say exactly what he said back then. Yeah. So for her to acknowledge it and to know, okay, you are who you say you are. I feel like he should have realized that was important enough for her to even remember that. Yeah. To remember that's exactly what he said. To use that as confirmation that she knew that he was the guy that she had thought about for so long. Yeah. And maybe I'm being a little cynical, right? right now, which I apologize if I am, but that's kind of 
a little manipulative, isn't it? Instead of just saying, it is. hey, like, my, I used to be Tanaka, now I'm Mabuchi. Like, just, like, shake her hand or give her a friendly hug <laughs> and then maybe have a conversation. You don't have to reenact something that, like, I literally said in my Floats Your Boat, like, it's obvious how important this memory is to both of them. You don't have to, like, reenact it. It's almost a punishment, to be honest. Yeah. It's like he leads her to the exact spot, denies that he's Tanaka-kun, then says something to show that he is that. And so it's like he's messing with her emotions because at one point she she did it and she's just like, oh, he has to be it. She's elated. Then he says that she's not, he's not it. And so then she's embarrassed. Then he says something and is like, oh, it is him. And it's like that gamut of emotion. She did not need to go through all of that. No, he could have no. cut to the chase. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like he also reflected that in that confession that he didn't have to give. Yeah. And then, oh, well, you said this, but you were different. Oh, I loved you. Like the same feeling of like that high. And then he takes it away. And so I'm just wondering, like, like, and maybe we'll see this as the series go on. Like, who did that to him for him to be doing that to her? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who gave him that hope and then took it away and then did that over and over again? Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting more context and backstory for him for that. I just also, like I said, I don't remember how this ends for some reason. I don't know if it's satisfying and I hope I'm wrong because I would much prefer to see him make some leaps in character growth and have them end up together somehow, but like only if he deserves her. Right, I I just feel like and it's only what 13 episodes yeah. we're not counting the OVAs so fam this is probably definitely gonna need well I mean we'll see we're probably gonna need a mink of retrospective just to know how it ended and stuff because haters don't want to give shoujo second seasons yep yep yeah but anyway, that's something that was in my banana split. I also noted that about his character, you guys, because he continues to sort of display that pattern of giving and taking away. Mm. But yeah. So do you have any Rocky Road? No, I just have two Ice Cream You Scream. I have Ice Cream You Scream as well. Okay. 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 So what is one of your Ice Cream You Screams? Okay. So I got caught up on this eating makes you less feminine thing. Oh. She Oh, um, she took down her feminine appeal, she says, by buying snacks and being excited to eat them. What? In what world? Whether or not it's a cultural thing, it's not okay. And please eat if you're hungry. And if it's bread, that's great. Enjoy what you want to enjoy. Right. First off, because I've been to Japan, eating all that bread ain't good for you, girl. And I'm not saying that, like, because I want you to eat to eat, right? And I have no issue... With anybody of any size, I feel like you are the way that you are and I love you and I don't need anybody to change themselves to suit some sort of ideal in my head. But at least if you're going to eat, like, eat well, because those breads, like, that shit, like, they'll make it way too sweet. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I th What did they say? Like, eating a slice of white bread is, like, equivalent to eating a candy bar or something with the amount of, like, sugars that the carbohydrates break up into. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if you 
like bread, just everything in moderation. I love sweets. I always want dessert. I, I want to end my day with dessert and I do that because I, I deserve that. And so do you, but like do it in moderation. Right. And I love candy, guys. I love gummies. I love not all of the candies. I guess it can be a little bit particular, but I like candy and I'm, if I want to eat it, I'm going to eat it. But still, all that bread ain't going to taste good because sometimes the bread and then they'll be adding stuff into it. So then you get super sweet bread and then you get something else, but like the Mix don't really mix well. <laughs> Girl. Anyway, so when it comes to her eating, I can't believe she just made, I think I said in the summary, like being gluttonous, her personality. Yeah. So she could have friends. If she doesn't want the boys to look at her. Don't look at them. I don't know. Just lay low. Don't look at them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Don't change your personality and like. Right. Oh. Oh, <laughs> we'll get into more of that in the next episode. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I just, that bread, guys, I'm just telling you, even if you like bread, all of that bread ain't finna be good. Some of it's bad. <laughs> yeah. It don't all taste good like that. And then having them all in like quick succession, even if you are a bread girl, you want to switch that stuff up. There's pasta, there's candy, <laughs> there's mashed potatoes, there's different types of meats. If you like meats, there's different type of plants. If you're vegan, yeah. there's just, there's so much in the world. If you, anyway, I would go for variety. Yeah. I also can't stress enough the beauty of a chocolate covered pretzel. Right. It is the perfect sweet and salt salty combination. Nothing compares. Right. And just all of that bread. First of all, those shopkeepers, I knew that's a different episode. Oh, yeah, we'll get oh, You don't Jesus even have Christ, variety, yeah. bitch. You don't even have variety. <laughs> like, what you supposed to do? <laughs> like, yeah, she, she, instead of stopping her from stealing, she should have stopped her from like the lack of variety she had. <laughs> Girl, like, you gotta go to the bathroom. Are you sure? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so something, oh, <laughs> something else that I disliked is just the way that girls are characterized in this and I don't really remember the manga guys but just for a girl because that girl um Makita is just shy yeah oh yeah I'll talk about her more in the next episode but yeah they're coming off of a silent voice right I mean it's been a little bit but still and that precious being show and I'm just like mm. So when I saw when I saw this stuff happening, I was just like, if y'all just don't be nice to this girl. And they're just talking about this cutesy behavior. And it's just like, dang, I know it's high school. But if you're that pressed about dick, why don't you go talk to dick then? Go talk to the men. <laughs> go talk to them if you want to be around them or whatever. You need male attention. If y'all are one of those types of people. And you know what? Those types of people exist. But still, if you want it, go after it. Don't shit after somebody who's literally minding their own own business being shy and then just talking shit about her like she didn't do nothing to you she didn't say nothing about your mom about your clothes about your weird eyebrows your eyebrows look different than everybody else in that school assuming <laughs> i think that's her name i think so too like she didn't say nothing about you and it's like they were just dogging her out and i that upset me yeah yeah i wrote this for the other episode but i mean it's still it still is relevant just I don't think that those are the kinds of people that Futaba should be surrounding herself with. Like, they're judgmental. They're rude. They're her literal bullies. Makita seems like a sweet girl. They're just, like, sickened by it because, like, they can't fathom being so sweet.
we like they need to take a good hard look at themselves right because it's just like i can't imagine my world being so small that i am going to be pressed about somebody that i don't personally talk to how do you have the time when there's so much to worry about and juggle in your own personal life to like right deal with what somebody else is you know if their decisions that don't affect you at all right like how do y'all even have time to bully yeah like y'all could be doing better in school y'all could be figuring out your hobbies like oh maybe I want to join this club or maybe I want to join this sports team or maybe I want to have a part-time job there's so many other avenues that I just I don't understand the point of bullying somebody and this isn't to say that people can't be jealous of other people that is very natural yeah It is. It happens all of the time. It's really just how you personally react to it, you know? Rather than making your jealousy of someone that person's problem, why don't you use that to figure out, okay, well... I'm jealous of this person because they have this pink blouse. Okay, well, when's the next time I get paid? Maybe I can find a pink blouse that's similar to that one. Yeah. Versus, oh, I'm so jealous you have this pink blouse. You're a dumb bitch in that blouse. Like, no. Like, (laughs) there's just a different way to go about it. Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) I know that like, this is just an anime and stuff, but like, I cannot recommend journaling enough. I have uncovered and realized so many roots of emotions I was feeling just because I was writing down the events of my day and my reactions. And it's like, oh, well, this actually connects to this thing. And like, I can learn this from it. And I can react this way instead, because this is more in line with who I want to be. And like, you know, it's just, (laughs) there's just no time. Like, always be self-improving. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, be self-improving. It's natural to feel jealous. But like you said, it's all about in how you take that realization that you are jealous and what you do with that information. Yeah. And you don't even have to try to improve upon yourself. You can be jealous. I just feel like as long as you don't bring that to another, the other person that literally did nothing to you, there's nothing wrong with it because it fades like all other emotions. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Well, even with journaling, let's say you guys aren't apt on writing or whatever. Y'all can do voice memos. Yeah. Yeah. You could still speak your thoughts and get that out and then listen back later and be like, oh, wow, I was really in this headspace on September 1st, like 2022. Mm -hmm. Like you can do that. Do you have another ice cream you scream? No, I'm actually all done for episode one. Okay. The last ice cream you scream that I have is basically about Mabuchi. Okay. So I just don't think that he needed to drag her like that. Yeah. So this is the same one where like that shop lady tried to call her a thief, right? Uh, Yeah, I think that was this episode, yeah. Okay, yeah. So she goes to thank him for standing up for her, which I applaud yes, because her punk ass friends slash bullies were about to act as if she was actually a thief and not just believe her off of like the veracity of who she was. So she runs after him and like I said, he has that pattern if he sort of gives and then he takes away. So in defending her, it's like, oh, okay, she feels comfortable. She's happy, right? And so when she tells him like, oh, you know what? Like, I was really upset. But then when you were able to say something for me, like I felt satisfied. And I got that because let me tell you something. As the girl, I stay being put in positions where I have to be defending myself. But let me tell you, the very rare times when someone else is defending me, I feel so at ease because I feel like, you know what? 
I'm not gaslighting myself. Like I really felt this and they were wrong and I was right. And I'm so happy that somebody else like saw that and like validated my emotions. And so she's basically telling him that like, you know what? It satisfied me that you like spoke up for me. And then it takes that little to satisfy you. Mm -mm. So you're cheap. I said, what the fuck? Like, yeah, that was a lot. You're cheap. Yeah. Like she came over here to thank you. I wonder if it's, not that this excuses it at all or anything, but perhaps reasoning behind it, it might be like a defense mechanism where he's like, I changed so much, I'm going to push this girl away. I don't know. I feel like he's just punishing her for not accepting him in the first place, but he didn't even give himself the space to realize that she, if she actually rejected him or not. Right. He didn't go talk to her. It's his fault. (laughs) He didn't talk to her. So it is his, right. It is his fault. And so it's like he's punishing her for something that she said to that Naito guy. But even if you change, I just don't understand changing to the point of insulting her. Yeah. Because the way that he goes by Mabuchi and he has, he's a different person. There's a story there, right? The way that she acts, there's a story for her too. Yeah. Yeah. And she slowly tries to get into that. And he's like, he doesn't give her the time of day by saying that she's cheap and her friendship is cheap. I only agree with the friendship stuff because yes, like why? They are your bullies. They are not your friends. Yeah. But to call her cheap as like a person, that's too far for me. Yeah. He doesn't have to like dig into her like that. Just say, maybe you shouldn't be hanging around people like that and decide what kind of friendships you do want to have. You don't have to say that you're cheap yeah let me tell you something somebody call me cheap i'm done like yeah <laughs> like listen I, like okay <laughs> bro we enemies now like you call me cheap yeah I i'm cheap cut off immediately <laughs> like goodbye goodbye listen you got you don't gotta tell me twice but anyway so <laughs> that was <laughs> episode one of blue spring ride so <laughs> let's get into episode two Okay, so here's our soft serve summary. Quality over quantity. In this episode, we see the issues that Futaba goes through to maintain the new friendships she made. Unfortunately, her friends Asumi and Chie are not the best people. Futaba has to portray herself as someone she's not in order to keep up with them, which Mabuchi is against. Makita and Futaba are able to have a talk and Futaba learns that Makita is actually a really cute and nice girl. She gives Futaba a mini stuffed animal, and Futaba gives her a hand warmer. And before picking up notes from the teacher's office, Futaba observes Mabuchi and his brother Tanaka-sensei. Mabuchi refuses to help her bring the notes to her class, but Tanaka-sensei does. And once she is back in the classroom, Futaba ends up confronting Asume and Chie on their jealousy towards Makita. She stands up for her and technically herself and that friendship between Asumi, Chie, and Futaba ends. She goes out to cry and sees Mabuchi again. So she sort of tells him that he was the catalyst for her saying what was on her mind to her previous 
quote-unquote friends. But she's crying, and people are coming from literally all sides of the hallway. So Mubuchi holds her head to his chest so no one sees her crying. Afterward, Futaba doesn't really talk to Asumi, Chie, or Makita until the school year is over. She then tells Asume and Chie that she shouldn't have said what she did the way she did, but she doesn't take it back. And Asumi tells her that she doesn't really fit in with them. And after that happens, Makita says that they can be friends instead. And so Futaba gets really excited and immediately wants to share her news with Mabuchi, who she finds at the end of the episode. So, theme. Gian, do you have a theme? So, like I said earlier, not super confident in my themes, but I did just take a quote that Futaba said later in the episode that I really liked. I thought kind of encapsulated it. It was, to come to a clear decision takes strength. Yes, finger snaps. (laughs) I was thinking about that when I saw it, but I was also trying to rush to do my notes. I feel that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I think, what did I put? If you need to change yourself to fit in with people, it's better to not fit in at all. You will find the friends that suit you with time. Hell yes. I love that. Yay. So I don't have any sprinkles on top, do you? No, all of my knowledge went to my first one. (laughs) Right, same. And I feel like my... (laughs) contribution was the right stuff update and the opening and ending songs but it's fine maybe next episode guys just hold on tight for that (laughs) okay so let's get into floats your boat i actually wrote more this time me too okay so i guess to start with the very beginning of the episode i like the fact that futaba sort of confronted asumi and chie about not believing her with that bread incident yeah because that should have been an even bigger deal than what how it played out to be honest absolutely it's nice to see her even though even though how she was sort of encouraged to double think the friendship with them was not great it's nice to see her actually taking an outside look at it and starting to stand up for herself a little bit yeah yeah and i guess maybe that was just like the line of Oh, like she's saying something about this, like something's happening within the horizon of this episode for her to even say something about them not believing her. Yeah. Yeah. What is one of your floats your boat? So in that initial flashback to them in middle school playing like cops and robbers, I feel like we had a different name for it when we were kids and like I can't remember what it was. And if I do remember, I'll tweet it when we post this episode. But anyway, irrelevant. Wasn't it Cowboys and Indians? There was Cops and Robbers cowboys and indians and there was another one i don't know if it was just jailbreak that sounds wrong where someone would be in like the jail and you'd have to try and free them it was like the exact concept but i cannot for the life of me remember what it was maybe i'll ask my brother but anyway when they were playing that game i just thought it was so adorable that ko insists on sacrificing himself for her and getting put in the jail but then she insists on saving him and ends up in jail with him it was so cute listen like her having these little flashbacks to how he used to be i was like don't make me love (laughs) ain't that no more like yeah it's bittersweet for sure yeah i okay so makita time Mm. she is so cute she's so cute like her cute little haircut yeah and then her like you see like her food and it's done in like hearts guys oh my gosh oh the way that she even made her food cute i was just like listen this girl she's not faking shit 
She's just that way in real life. Yeah. Even though she said that she has a cutesy attitude when she talks to boys because she's nervous. And I, even when she was saying that, I'm just like, girl, maybe you just know, like, you just are cute. Like, <laughs> Right. Like, maybe you just, like, don't realize the scale of how fucking adorable you are. <laughs> Literally. Because, oh my gosh, like, so Futaba's, like, talking to her. And then she just gives her a gift for talking to her. And I was just like, y'all should just be friends. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, just the fact that Futaba just wanted to admire her phone charm. And she's just like, oh, I have the spare one. You can have it. And she like barely knew this girl. And she just like immediately was like wanting to be her friend and like do stuff for her and give something to her. It's just that like really spoke to my heart. And I really just loved her immediately. Immediately. Especially after, like I said, especially after a silent voice, y'all. Oh my gosh. Like after our precious being, our precious Shoko. It just, I don't know. And maybe we'll see later on in the series, but I just feel like Makita is cute and she's just going to stay cute. And that's how it is. And I just wish that rather than waiting until they basically became sophomores, like they could have been friends this whole time. It's so much like healthier. Like you can just even see from the few interactions that Futaba has with Makita that Makita's the type of person that really just gives to the people around her, not just like material things, but she's wants you to feel good and to feel better and stuff. And that's so important when you are building friendships with people, like everyone's different, right? But there's got to be something like within them that like truly connects with you, right? Or something that you align on, maybe like love languages in a way, but not as intense, but still like she just seems like such a giving person. She really does but yeah anyway i just had to gush about her guys like she's so great yeah i absolutely agree i have a little bit more about makita and rocky road i have a rocky road point where i kind of went into her a little bit but i'm totally on board do you have another float your boat my what was my next one was um tanaka sensei <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I have something to say about Tanaka Sensei. Oh, okay. So, okay, we don't know much about him yet, but I already have a crush on him. (laughs) Right? Okay, because first of all, we are adults, (laughs) and he is an adult too. Yes, and like he's wearing a sweatshirt that says Cat Boy, and he seems warm and friendly and probably a little dorky. I'm like, okay, sign me right up. Sign me right up. (laughs) Right? You can have my permission slip, sir, right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to give you the hall pass. (laughs) Right, the whole pet. Okay. (laughs) Listen, a different teacher's pet because we're legal. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. But, like, anyway. (laughs) Yes. In short, yes. Yes. Yeah, Tanaka Sensei is just very fine. It's like if Mabuchi grew up to be who he was in her memories, then they'd probably be more alike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's kind of like if whatever happened to him didn't fuck him up, he'd just be he'd be just like Tanaka Sensei. That's a shame. That's sad. Right? Yeah. Sad for her, but it's great for me because I was looking at the brother anyway. So I was just like, okay, well, you know, I thought it was nice that he partially walked her with like the notes, like partially walked away and helped her like in carrying all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was really kind of him. And then it's like brotherly bonding. I feel like Mabuchi had to say something about her. He must have said something at home. I feel like Tanaka Sensei knows that she was the girl that like he was supposed to confess to and it didn't work out. Because when she told him like, oh, I went to middle school with him and he was like, oh, 
Oh. Yeah, something registered there. It registered. And he was just like, listen, I know the way that he is like right now, but you know, you should try to be friends with him. And she was just like, uh. And I was like, yes, Futaba, because no, because he is like, he called her cheap the last episode. Yes. But yes, really liked him. I thought he was cute. I hope that jail-based situation, I hope nothing comes from that. I can't wait to read to see that that Maori girl or Maru, whatever her name was. She didn't interact with Futaba or whatever, but it's like after Futaba left and then Tanaka since say was sort of going up the stairs and then you see that girl and I was just like oh you're looking at him too long and it's like I can look at Tanaka sensei but you can't yeah oh I I don't think it's gonna go there it seemed like she had more going on with that blonde student whose name I already forget I'm so sorry guys I should really be better with names but don't worry about it because I only remember her name because it was short his name starts with a K I think but I uh, yeah I don't remember but I I think that maybe she had more of a connection with him than the teacher true that's possible. But either way. So yeah, so Tanaka Sensei is fine. I guess I'm just gonna be liking the teachers, guys. Yes, we'll be loving the cat boy. <laughs> yes, we'll love the cat boy. I loved the hot actor teacher Ando Sensei in Kigaki <laughs> Shoujo. I didn't really like anybody in Well, there was no faculty in, in <laughs> Made Whisper some. of the Heart. Oh wait. Or Whisper of the Heart, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, there was no fa- I would not like anybody in that. In some. Okay, that would turn that to quickly turn into hot fudge, but no, no. <laughs> I feel like we already kind of talked about Futaba standing up to Chie and Asumi, but when she fully stands up to them, I was like, yeah, so into it, like so proud of her. Really glad that she stood up for Makita, who didn't deserve the things that she, they were saying about her, and to stand up for herself too. I just, I did feel bad that she tried to kind of pull back and be like, oh no, I'm just kidding, kind of like realizing that she said something that might not be agreeable. But I'm really glad that she even doubled down on it later in the episode. Like I meant what I said, even if how I said it wasn't great same i just loved that so much like a great showcase of strength on her part right and all those people in that classroom was looking at her and i was just like yeah y'all are all suspects because those girls were saying wild shit and y'all didn't say nothing to her the watch and wait mentality in these schools y'all i have never liked it anyway I was proud of her. I was proud of Futaba first standing up for Makita. And then sort of leading off of that, like, y'all, we have to get into the head move. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Okay. I have to set the scene. Please. Please do. So Futaba, like, she leaves the classroom. And then Makita's just like, oh, my gosh, thank you for standing up for me. That's low-key banana split. But anyway, thank you for standing up for me. Futaba's like, I was actually talking about myself. But then Makita was still great or whatever. Anyway, so she walks away. And she is feeling down and out. And she's sitting in this corner outside of the school or whatever. Like, not outside of the premises. She's still within the premises, just outside, outside. So she's sitting down on her haunches, just emotional. And then lo and behold, okay, Mabuchi shows up through the window. Just like, what you doing out here? Where are your friends? And I'm just like, this bitch. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> she's just like, what happened was your fault. Which is like, it really wasn't his fault. And he was just like, it's my fault. And she actually said, that wasn't his fault. <laughs> Gave her points for that. She's like, okay, listen, after what you said, like, I agree, you know, I was so focused on making the goal that I lost sight of the journey. That's not really what she said, but it's like the vibe, y'all, okay? Just get with the vibe. So I lost the journey. Whatever. I was so caught up in the journey. Oh, yeah. It's still not the right one, but it's better. I was so lost in the journey that I forgot the goal in the first place or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Basically, that's what she said. And so then she starts tearing up because, you know, she did all of that. She humiliated herself she acted like all 
that she had a bread personality, all of that because she wanted to have friends. She didn't want to be bullied. And she used to actually be bullied just the same way that Makita was. And I guess it wasn't connecting for her at that point that she could be friends with Makita. But still, so she's all emotional thinking she's alone. She wants to cry. She turns around because she doesn't want him to see her crying. Then somebody is walking down her path. She's like, oh, turn back to the window. But then he's still there. So then she's like, what? You're still there? Then she turns over to the right. There's somebody was coming from where he was, right? Like inside of the school, but coming down the hallway that way. She's like, oh, I can't even go there. And this girl is like gonna cry for real. So then Mabuchi just goes and he grabs her and pulls her close. And meanwhile, like like I said, she's outside. He's inside in the window talking to her. Pulls her close and brings her head to his chest so that nobody on all the sides can see the fact that she's crying. Guys, the shoujo goddesses, the shoujo gods, I'm gonna say goddesses because women, the goddesses, the shoujo elite. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I felt the sparkles when he pulled her head into his shoulder. I was like, oh, yes, this is this is the genre. This is it. This is it. This is it. This is what we do it for. Okay. I was just like, yeah, you know, I was cheering. Yeah, you better cover her face. And meanwhile, because, you know, people at the school, they like to talk shit about everybody. They were just like, oh, I can't believe y'all are just flirting so openly. Okay. First of all, monk, ain't nobody talking to you. If you feel that way, you could go to church (laughs) or um, whatever. What are they? The monastery, wherever the monks go. <laughs> they go over there. Yeah. This is high school. This is high school, bitch. Okay. There are feelings. There are teenage. Oh my gosh. Wasn't that a teenage love affair? Wait, what is that Katy Perry song? Teenage love story. Teenage dream. Yeah. Right. Right, guys. Listen. Okay. First of all, I'm getting old. It's like no. It's okay. I I only know it because it's on my set list for work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Teenage dream. We're in the dream. Okay. We're in the doki doki. We're in the sparkles. The sun is aligned. <laughs> I was here for it, okay? Because that head move, that fed me. The way that that almost confession turned rejection did not. Because it was like, oh, the confession. And then it was gone. But this, I was like, yes. I, it just fed my spirit. Oh, God, same. Because earlier in the middle school memory, when they were sitting close playing cops and robbers, she kind of like, she was sitting so close that she could like smell him. And when he pulls her into his shoulder, she's like, oh, he smells familiar. Just like the middle school memory and I really loved that connection so it's like kind of bringing back that rush of feelings and memories for her as well right she was so poetic she was just like oh he smells good he smells like um sweat and then something else that was poetic guys shampoo oh shampoo yeah well i guess you know men do normally smell like that oh hopefully they smell like that but regardless i was there for it Okay, I was there for it. I was just like, okay, I see the potential, you know. He's still a bitch for calling her cheap, but I see it. Yes, we still have our eyes on him, but this was a great move. (laughs) Yes, okay, especially after he decided not to help her carry those papers and everything. That's fine because we got to see his hot brother. Yes. But anyway, (laughs) yeah. I also liked that immediately after that, that he lets her call him by his first name. Yeah, Ko. Mm -hmm. She's like, Ko. And he's just like, we're on a first name basis. I'm like, y'all on a first name basis? 
That was quick. Very quick. And she was just like, is that okay? Like, oh, should I say Kokun? And he's like, you could call me whatever you want, right? He didn't say it centrally like that, guys. I'm just excited. Right. He kind of shrugged it off, but yeah. He shrugged it off. But I was just like, yes. Okay, girl. Because see, the thing about me, like if I was doing that, I would embarrass myself. I would have been like, Ko Zaddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, okay, not that. Oh my not God. that because he still called her cheap. Yeah, no, I would not be on that level. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, I would probably like stutter through it. Like, I, I, I'll, I'll call you. I don't know what to call. What should I call you? <laughs> I would even shorten it further. Like, K, K. Oh, how you doing, K? <laughs> K, Zaddy. I don't know. Anyway, still, I was here for it. She called him calls. Like, you better call him Co down this hallway. Yeah, let these people know. Okay, you ain't the girl that just be stuffing her face with bread. Okay, you can talk to men in them. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, I have one last float to your boat, I guess. It's from the end. Do you have one? So do I. So do I. Mine's towards the end, too. Okay, maybe it's the same. After Futaba becomes friends with Makita, she decides that she wants to truly learn who Ko is and stop treating him like the middle school boy she was in love with. And I'm so glad that she had that realization by the end of episode two. And it's not something like, I'm sorry, I keep putting down Meetsama. I love Meetsama. But I'm glad that it wasn't something like we had to deal with her trudging up for episode upon episode and maybe her not even coming to that conclusion or something. I just that character growth was really good to see right away. Yeah, and I just feel like even though it's questionable to like him because he has that whole nice, nasty like he's a Sour Patch Kid-ass attitude, (laughs) I am still like glad to see that, you know, she developed enough to even acknowledge the fact that he had this impact on her and something good happens. And you know what? When something good happens and you want to immediately share that with someone, it's so pure. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is. And it's just like, I am so happy about it. You might be also be just as happy as I am. I can't wait to tell you because I feel like you would feel whatever about it and stuff, you know? I do think that based off of like, you know, because he does like to be nice, nasty. We're going to see what happens in episode three and how he reacts to her telling him that. But it's nice to see her so happy that she actually acknowledges the fact that her and Makita could be friends and they could be cool and she can be herself all the while, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think my last point was a little bit before it, but just basically the fact that because she was friends with, I don't know why, but because she was friends with Asumi and Chie for so long and like school was over that she just wanted to confront them in a way, to say that, you know, she said what she said and the way she said it, she could have said it differently, which I feel like there's always like a way to say things a little better so it's not as hurtful to people. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Yeah. Um, and I like that she used that time to say something and to still, like you said earlier, double down on what she said. And then for Asumi to just kind of have the cojones, well, not really, she doesn't because I don't really like her, but still to just be like, okay, like we heard what you said and we thought like, you know, this is what you really think. And I just don't think you would fit in with us or whatever. And then that's it. So yeah, it was just really mature of Futaba to confront them again and also acknowledge that she could have done it differently. Yeah, I just thought it was very mature for her to like really think about how her words could have affected someone, even if it was someone she didn't particularly like or agree with. Yeah, yeah, that's gross. Yes. Like, 
growth, the meme. Y'all remember the meme from, um, if y'all have ever watched Insecure, you might not have, but there is literally a gif where somebody's like, says growth, and then they like do a hand gesture. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> okay, so do you have any banana splits? No, I just have a rocky road. I have a banana split. Okay. So I guess just getting back to after Futaba stood up for Makita and then like was walking off and Makita was still talking to Futaba. It's like, I'm glad that she stuck up for herself and that she also stood up for Makita. But I wish that she would have just acknowledged Makita's feelings in that moment to just allow her that feeling of this person genuinely stood up for me. The same thing that she got in the last episode when Mabuchi stood up to that shopkeeper for calling her a thief. Because I feel like with everything that Makita has gone through as a person, and I'm just going off of what we've seen, guys, but still, I wish that she would have acknowledged Makita's feelings and said, like, yes, I was defending you, so that that Makita knows that she doesn't have to accept scraps from people, you know? Yeah, yeah. And maybe... Like, maybe when Futaba grows more and they're talking more, then it'll be a more dedicated friendship and stuff. Yeah, I wonder if Futaba was kind of in the place where she's like, I don't know if I want to associate with Makita because of what people are saying about her. And like, should I put myself in that position to also have people say things about me when I've worked so hard not to have people say things about me? So she was probably just trying to like keep her at an arm's length, but like also realizing that she did want to be her friend. Mm. Mm, I wasn't even thinking about the crowd of people. I thought that she just said, like, I guess in accordance with her saying, oh, just kidding, after she did it, was that she wasn't sure whether or not Asumi and Chie would still pick her up afterwards or just be cool with her. Yeah. And so it's like, you can't fully be cool with Makita if they decide to pick her up again, which also sucks because it's just like, who wants to be second best or second fiddle to anything? Yeah. But yeah, so uh, we'll see how the story goes, but I hope that Makita... Kita is able to be strong emotionally through stuff like this and that she doesn't really need somebody to be wishy-washy with like to be a friend with her. I just I want her to have like full friendships and not just somebody who's like second guessing whether this should be her friend. Yeah. So I just hope to see that within Futaba that she's like, no, like you are genuinely my friend and I care about you regardless of what people say. Me too. And I think it's going to head in that direction just based on the thoughts Futaba is having by the end of episode two. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, nobody deserves to feel like someone in their life is second guessing. And I, I actually, I have a lot to say on friendship. I have a hot fudge. <laughs> But we, we'll get there. Yeah. Guys, because listen, y'all, I don't even have a hot fudge or ice cream. You scream. It's me bringing the heat this week. Get ready. It's Gianna this time. Yeah, let's go. Okay, Rocky Road. Oh, wait, we're in Rocky Road now? Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Because that was the only banana split I had, so. Yeah, I actually, like, teared up. I'm, I'm a little sensitive, guys, so I teared up and I had to pause the episode. So when Futaba was pushed away by Asumi and Chie and says sometimes you compromise and it still doesn't work out I felt that in like my soul and I was like 
oh no, God, like that hurt me. <laughs> and then immediately though, Makita finds her in the hallway and she's telling her that she wants to talk to Futaba about all kinds of things and essentially that she wants to be friends and get to know her better. And Futaba blushes and says that she feels the same way. And I think as I kind of just said, like Futaba can relate to Makita because of how she was viewed by boys in middle school. And she won't have to be fake in front of Makita and vice versa and they'll be able to relate to one another based on that shared experience. It was just the ending of a toxic friendship leading directly into one more suited for Futaba and Makita both, quite literally a moment after like a wound was cut into Futaba. It made me tear up and she didn't have to feel that pain for very long and I was really happy that she didn't have to feel that pain for too long and she just immediately had somebody by her. I loved that moment and it made me tear up. Yeah, I feel like just in general people, I don't think I fully teared up but just seeing people being so hateful to Makita for just existing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that messed with my head a little bit so like that would be a rocky road yeah if I were to have one but I'm glad you know that they were able to sort of work things out at the end of the episode and that I hope to just see Futaba and Makita like have like friendship antics or I want them to be like like Shoya and Nagasaki, <laughs> Nagasuka. I want them to be like that. Yeah. Oh, what a duo. Yes. Yeah, me too. I want that for them. But like girly, those characters are from A Silent Voice, guys, if you don't recognize the names. But yeah. Yeah. I want that for her so badly. I also thought that when people are hurt, right? And this is just in general. People get hurt and then they become philosophers. You see it on Twitter all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I am, I'm, am I, I'm guilty of this. <laughs> I am very guilty of this, okay? I'll go through something and then it's just like, okay, I am the master and I am telling you guys, you do not have to do this, okay? Or whatever. And it's like, oh, does it resonate with y'all? Because I'm literally just getting out of it. But I thought it was a little funny just to see, like, right after Sumi and Chie, like, reject her. And Makita's just waiting to just talk to her. And, like, <laughs> Futaba is giving, like, this advice. Like, one of my teachers said this. Mm-hmm. And it's about, but they don't talk about compromise and it not working out and da, 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 da. and I'm just like okay girl okay outside of these sort of feelings like let's go like you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I hope to see them get like super close as the series goes on me too I did have another rocky road that wasn't really fleshed out okay it was just a quote that Makita said when her and Futaba were at the lunch table outside Makita said thanks for talking to me I know everyone finds me annoying and I just, my heart broke. It was so, oh, yeah. God, that shit. <laughs> I don't have much to say about it. It was just sad. It was so sad, but I guess, but I guess that's Rocky Road. So you know what? It's hot fudge time. So I don't got it. I don't got hot fudge. I ice cream, you scream. Gianna, you could take it away. Ooh, I'm taking the mic, guys. Okay, so I guess I should preface this by saying that I'm feeling very sentimental about my friends right now. I'm very grateful for my friends. I just had a birthday, so I'm like really grateful for all the people around me right now. So I've just been thinking about friendship and like what that means and stuff like that. Mm. So I have a lot to say about friendship right now. So Futaba says that having friends in name only is better than being alone. And I disagree. Highly. Yes, I strongly disagree. I'm going to step on the soapbox here for a moment. Ooh, the soapbox is coming. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'll am try not to ablet <laughs> as much, okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> 
yes, the soapbox is coming out. I'm stepping up on it. But I have really, I've really learned that the people you want to consider friends, and I know like we're all probably desensitized to the word friends and friendship, but like true close friends to you Mm. don't make you feel like you have to try too hard to keep them around. You don't have to dance around what you say or making plans. You don't feel the need to compare yourself to other people in their life because you're comfortable and confident in your friendship with them. It's evident and obvious that they care about you and what you say, what you like or dislike, what you're going through in your life milestones. Fake friends will only end up hurting you or affecting your mental health poorly by the gymnastics you feel like you have to jump through to please, appease, and keep them. But true friends recharge you. End rant. That's how I feel about friendship right now. I love, I'm sure I have a couple friends listening to this. I love you. I love my friends and I love good people. (laughs) Right. You better let that shit be known. Listen, we don't do that play play shit over here. Okay. No, there is no time. Life is too short and too precious. Just surround yourself and put energy into positive things and you will love life every day for it. Right. And it's just like, I feel when it comes to friendship, it's just so important to be surrounded by truly like-minded people. And there's even times when you're friends with people and you outgrow those friendships and you're not really the same. There's ways to like end it and it's just like, you have the memories of when it was aligned and it was perfect or whatever and y'all are just growing and maybe that friendship turns into acquaintance and an acquaintanceship yeah. or maybe it turns into y'all not talking to each other or whatever but I think it's just so much better to keep people who truly care around you because you don't need to have a guessing game every day No, with no. the people you surround yourself with. You should just know okay this person makes me feel safe. They would never do anything to purposely harm me. This relationship is not transactional. So it's not, oh, I have to do this for you to do that and vice versa. It's just a genuine friendship. It feels good. You feel good. They feel good. You share your happiest moments, your saddest moments. That's the essence of what friendship is. And being friends with somebody and name only is a waste of your time because it's just a matter of time before that person like betrays you, hurts you, spreads rumors about you, puts you down or whatever. I mean, I know this is getting a little bit dark, but I'm just saying like when it that stuff doesn't work out, like it's unnecessary pain. Yeah. Yeah. No, you should not be worried about like the jig being up, you know, like <laughs> you should be able to just enjoy this person and vice versa. They should be able to enjoy you. Like I know that like relationships take effort. I'm not saying that like you shouldn't put any effort in because that's that's not what a relationship is no matter what the nature of platonic or not but I'm just saying it shouldn't feel like you have to jump through hoops to make sure that you remain high enough on this person's list to be considered their friend. Yeah. Sorry, a loud car went by when I was saying that, and I'm not going to re-say it. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> it's okay. I bet they don't even know. No, we'll see. Yeah, maybe, you know, I hope I hope that loud car has some true friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Whoever's driving. Right. It. Maybe they're loudly going to a concert. Or yeah. Whatever. Are they like about to go out to eat? All right. Well, the the Phillies are playing the World Series right now. Maybe they're like rushing downtown. Right. It's like, oh, they got to get that hot dog. They got to see that home run. Okay. They got to get that Philly cheesesteak. Do Philly cheesesteaks actually taste good? They do. In Philadelphia, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really get them very often because I feel like it's one of those things that you eat and I, you instantly regret if you're me. It's just so greasy. But mm. every now and then it hits. It hits real good. Right. And it's like, I don't really eat them often either to be honest it's been a minute they had this like franchise called charlie's i think oh yeah i know charlie's yeah okay yeah so when i was like growing up they had it on base because my mom works on a base y'all but they had it on base and i would eat it and i'll just be like oh it tastes so good I like the bread. <laughs> and da, 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 da. But on a consistent basis, like, no. But yeah. either way, didn't mean to get into that tangent. I just want people, friends, go and have fun and be with true people, not fake people. If you have to guess whether or not they're your friend, maybe they're not your friend. Or maybe you have anxiety like me. And maybe you just think that you're not your friend, but oh. they actually are. But you can sort of tell, even through your anxiety, who your f- real friends are and who aren't your friends. Yeah, at the end of the day, actions speak so much louder than words and a track record says so much about a person yeah true but yeah get cheesesteaks with your friends yeah get <laughs> cheesesteaks or salads or sushi right whatever it, vegetarian cheesesteaks my my friends used i'm sorry so many tangents my friends used to work in this pub where they did mushroom cheesesteaks so it was like i think it was i don't know if it was vegan or i think it was just vegetarian but they were delicious like try a mushroom cheesesteak like <laughs> or whatever anyway enjoy friendship yes <laughs> i think i'm just going in circles <laughs> right enjoy friendship that's the moral of this episode yeah and unless you have another hot fudge or ice cream you scream do you you know i did have an ice cream you scream about makita's cutesy act for the boys but i wonder if it's honestly more banana split or if because like, i don't entirely know how to feel about it mm. Okay. I was just wondering, like, if she's putting on an act, what happens if she gets close to someone and she's more comfortable and lets the wall down, and then they're like, oh, you were being fake this whole time. Like, how would that sit? You know what? I feel like her temperament, it reminds me of those people that just seem like they're great with everyone, right? Mm, mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, this person can talk to anybody. They give you the same amount of attention, the same whatever happiness, the same voice and everything and so when those people like someone it's hard to tell because they really come off as if they like everybody yeah and I feel like that might be a play on like what she's doing because I don't even know if Hmm. I guess it's an act just because of the fact that she was eating by herself. So she clearly was lying to those boys. But why not lie to men? They could kill you. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> this is a wild card. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Okay. Um, okay. Rewind. That went from one to ten. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, y'all. Okay. Rewind. Okay. Well, when it comes to that, like, you know... <sighs> You don't have to lie to men, okay? Hashtag not all men, guys, okay? Don't get on me either. But if you are a man listening to this podcast, you are the manliest man, okay? All of the... I don't know if that matters to you. All of the... <laughs> <laughs> if you identify... 
identify as a man. Shit. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> All of it. I'm swimming. Okay, guys. Okay, listen. Or there's a little cookie crumble on top of the Sunday right now. <laughs> right. There's an extra cookie crumble. All right. I'm giving you extra cherries today. The maraschino kind. It tastes real good. Okay. Regardless, I don't even feel like it's a cutesy act. I just feel like she lies to men. And like sometimes that's necessary if you don't know their intentions. I'll, okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You just, you don't know. Yeah. I think that this was probably more intended to be a banana split because it seems like she has anxiety right. and she doesn't know how to deal with it and it's manifesting in this way. Right. And it's like everybody dislikes her and it looks like the only people that do talk to her are boys. And But she's also cognizant that it's like, because you know, there are the type of people that it's just like, I'm a girl, but... <sighs> I can't be friends with other girls. Like, men just get me. And she's not like that. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. But she's not like that. So, yeah, you're right. I feel like it is more of a banana split. I wouldn't entirely, like, put it down and stuff. But I'm just thinking in general about, about like, safety and stuff. So, safety-wise, I don't really mind people lying to men. But if they're genuine people, you don't actually have to lie to them. You could just tell them the truth or whatever. But regardless, yeah. Well, I guess that's it for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we made it to the end of the friendship episode. (laughs) Episode 21. Okay, so if y'all are old enough, go out and have a drink for us. Yes. A shoujo sundae drink. Ooh, yes, guys. A boozy milkshake. Ooh, yes. Let Listen, have a time. You could also comment that on our Twitter if you want to under the episode besides your rose emojis. <laughs> if you get a drink because this is our 21st episode, you know, you could put that in the comments as well. Like, oh, I'm drinking to shoujo sundae. We'd love to see it. But yeah, anyway, so follow shoujo sundae on all social media platforms. We are everywhere you can think of. We are on TikTok eventually. Well, we the username is there and the logo is there. So you know it's us. So you should just follow us on there anyway because we're going to have a fun time once we start launching on there. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter. You should follow us on Instagram. Make sure if you do follow us on Twitter, say hi, guys. Yes. Engage with us. We love talking to you. We love talking to the community, to the people. But specifically, what I mean is that when we do our tweets and it's not affiliated with anybody else or anyone else's thoughts on shoujo when it's just us, engage with those tweets because we want the people to know that people care what we think. So like, you know, like, like it, comment, share it, whatever you want to do. You can also send us an email if you want, podcast at gmail.com um, about your thoughts, I guess, on any of the past shows, shows or movies that we've talked about. So yeah, so you guys can follow me. I am Chica Supreme. And that is Chica with a K. Gianna? If you guys want to keep up with me during the week, I am Gianna Luna. You can find me at Gianna underscore Luna underscore everywhere. And I'm trying to dabble in Twitch streaming again. We shall see if I can do it. But I would like to stream at least occasionally, maybe every few weeks if I can. But I'm the same on Twitch at, you know, Gianna underscore Luna underscore. And that's Gianna with one N. 
Yes, guys, and you must follow her on Twitch, okay? We have been talked about what an accomplished musician, artist, person uh-huh. that Gianna is. And she actually has a set list that she, like, plays. So if there is a song that you want to hear Gianna sing, and you know I put clips up from her birthday, okay? She sings good. <laughs> so make sure to follow her on Twitch so when she goes live, then you can possibly request it and she'll play it. Yeah, thanks. There's there's like almost 300 songs on the song list now so there's there's a lot to choose from right. i also want to do like voice acting streams and maybe some casual gaming but the music's always there right it is guys you know what she might be the, the next j michael tatum we'll see or monica real we'll see i love j michael tatum but i'm gonna stop so that i don't go into a rant because we need to end the episode <laughs> true true okay guys we're gonna see you next week uh with more blue spring ride yes We will see you then. Bye. Bye.